Yeah, so as I got a chance to walk into the closet today, this morning, uh, a piece of paper had fallen, and it was a statement that I had written. It was a definition that I had written a few, maybe a year ago, and what I had wrote was, I believe I got it from the book. Uh, think and grow rich. At that point, I really, in, the definition connected with me. So this is the definition I had wrote. It says, faith is the starting point of all accumulation of riches. Faith is the basis of all miracles and mysteries, which cannot be analyzed by the rules of science. Faith is the, the only known antidote for failure. Faith is the greatest, or faith is the element the chemical which, when mixed with prayer, gives me direct communication with infinite intelligence. Faith is the element which transforms the vibration of thought created by the infinite mind of man into the spiritual equivalent. Faith is the only agency through which the cosmic force of infinite intelligence can be harnessed and used by man. And... Then I went ahead and defined what the Bible, how the Bible defines faith. And the Bible defines faith as the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So I then began to customize my own, you know, kind of put this definition in first person. So then I had converted it to faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things seen in the physical. Not not seen, but the evidence of things seen in the physical because at that point, I personally was trying to program myself to, why say not seen? No, I. it's the evidence of the things I want seen. That's what faith is. Evidence being real life proof. And hope being defined as visuals, dreams, emotions, all interconnected. So faith, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things seen in the physical. Now, this was about a year ago that I defined this. And today I decided to look up the word fe in Spanish. And I'm like I said before, I'm steering away from actually looking for definitions or, um, you know, Google is not necessarily my number one source anymore. And, and Internet in itself, I can't say is my only source, but it is a source available and it's OK to use it to get different perceptions, especially when you've been taught one thing all your life. And. Faith, after defining fe in Spanish, basically it had a ton of different definitions, or not necessarily, it had different uses uses of it. I put fe and it came up with a, a scientific element. Um, it talked about all of all of the different, uh, I guess, uh, ways that fe could be used. Don't do not come to mind right now. I could easily Wikipedia. I could put pull it up on Wikipedia right now, 
But that's not the point. And then I ended up looking up faith in Spanish. Or I looked up faith in Wikipedia. And what it said in faith was, first of all, it had a woman, a lady. And this is the definition that Wikipedia came up with. It said, faith is the confidence or trust in a person or a thing. Right? So over here... In the Bible, it says the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things, let's just use the original definition, not seen. If it's not seen, I would go, I mean, it's fair enough to at least believe that if it's not seen, it's in the spiritual realm or the idea realm or the visual realm or the dream realm, whatever it is that you, your perception is of this other realm of, of being. So... Faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen, right? Well, in the definition in Wikipedia, it said faith is confidence or trust in a person or a thing, meaning it's confidence or trust in a person, a person is physical, or a thing, a thing is physical. So which one is it? See, it's okay to get two different perceptions on what is. And, and then another perception is what Napoleon Hill wrote on faith. Faith is the starting point of all accumulation of riches. Faith is the basis of all miracles and mysteries which cannot be analyzed by the rules of science. Faith is the only known antidote for failure. Faith is the element, the chemical, which, when mixed with prayer, gives me direct communication with infinite intelligence. Faith is the element which transforms the vibration of thought created by the infinite mind of man into the spiritual equivalent. I'll read that again. Faith is the element which transforms the vibration of thought created by infinite mind of man. I would say I, I wrote spiritual equivalent, but I would feel very confident I was I should have wrote physical equivalent. Created by infinite mind of man. So faith is the element which transforms the vibration of thought created by infinite mind of man into the spiritual equivalent and then which by default will manifest into the physical equivalent. Because everything does begin with a thought, which is why I always say things are thoughts and thoughts are things. Thoughts are things and things are thoughts. Because this tile that I currently, that I'm currently sitting on right now initially came from the mind of a man. That chair that I'm looking at right now came from the mind of a man, meaning whether he was very uncomfortable the way he was sitting, he said, hmm, maybe I could. Or, you know, maybe he said, I'm sick of sitting on the ground because my clothes is getting dirty. Hmm, maybe I could. You know, I, it was a thought that generated this very same physical creation that we see in front of us. So that's why I always say things are thoughts, thoughts are things. What we think, we create. Now, I also went ahead and looked further into these, these definitions and it said Christians, their faith is in the resurrection. So 
they believe Christians. I believe in a sense. I'm I'm not a Christian, but I was at one point, and I, you know, it is what it is. I I know who I am, and that doesn't define me. It did at one point, but it doesn't. So Christians, their definition is, or they typically have faith in the resurrection, right? In in the fact or the the belief. It's not a fact. It's a belief that there will be a a, ra a, a savior. Somebody's going to, or that somebody already was risen from the dead. He's already done all of this. And now he's in the form of the spirit and he is basically within everyone. If you accept him into your life, all you have to do is accept him, accept Jesus Christ as Lord and savior and blah, blah, blah. But if you don't accept him, if you don't accept that spirit that supposedly died, then you don't get the benefit from it or the pleasure or the inner peace and all this, all these things that a salesman could fucking offer you in a sense. A communist, they have faith in Marx's theory of value, both known to be def defended by propaganda and war. And that's in the past because things must change. In fact, things do change. So a communist, they have faith in Marx's theory of value, both known to be defended by propaganda and war in the past. Faith in Marx's theory of value, that is something that for sure I must do further study on, but I'll go ahead and shoot from the hip. After looking, doing a little bit of reading on Marx's theory of value, what I got from it was, it has everything to do with faith in an individual to produce, to actually do labor work, and depending on the amount of value that the item, in a sense, that they produced holds will determine, in a sense, the value of that individual, meaning... If one is hired to produce let's see something that could become obsolete. If one is hired to produce a pen, but a pen will not be needed. In 2017, right? His value is directly connected to the value of what that pen is, meaning that pen will only be valuable till in 2017. So therefore, that value is connected to the man and his worth is nothing once the pen is nothing. Based on this theory, now, if an individual is currently producing, let's say, in the farm, fruit, vegetables, that has a long-term value. Individuals will, humans would always and will always need, or at least 
from my perception as of now, food. Well, now this individual has a higher value in a sense because what he's producing has more, has a longer value to it as well. Meaning without him working toward that, that production can't be made. So as long as everyone else needs the vegetable, then he has a job. He has worth. And I am further educating myself on socialism and communism, uh, capitalist. I'm sure they all have something to do with it. I could for sure define and get better understanding on it, but from my understanding as of now, and in listening to this talk, I for sure will learn more about it, but capitalists, their main purpose is to capitalize, meaning I will create something that will have for a long time value, which as long as it's being produced, I will always be compensated for it. So I will not invest, I will not think of producing a pen in this example because in 2017, I know that a pen is not going to be valued. It's not going to be a high commodity because less people will actually use it. But I will go ahead and invest or create commodities that have a long-term value, something that individuals will always need. And that way I'm forever capitalizing. It's an infinite, um, it's an infinite capitalist. It's, I'm going to put something into, I'm going to invest into something that will forever bring me capital, something that people will always need in order to live in a sense. So that's what I will charge instead of, you know, investing into a business that is selling television. No, why would I do that? What if television becomes obsolete? What if everybody starts buying phones and watch TV from their phone? Nowadays, tele phones are bigger than TVs now. <laughs> so that's an example that I'm given. But Somebody thinking long term is I'm not investing into a company that sells TVs. I'll invest into a company that has a commodity that will never go out of style in a sense. Or that will go out of style maybe 15 years from now because I'll at least capitalize within those 15 years. Capitalist. Always thinking about what can they get at the end of their investment as far as physical return. ROI, return of investment. Usually individuals that think like this, the only thing that they are contributing as far as investing is their knowledge. And they tend to block off that knowledge to other individuals that they need to produce whatever it is that needs to be produced for them to capitalize. That's where the saying goes, oh, the boss will never teach you how to be a boss. Why? Then he'll basically lose his position. And that comes from a mindset of scarcity of 
believing that there's not enough. Like, I need to hold this position because if I don't, we're going to run out and there's, there's way too many people and not enough money or not enough to go around. So I have to make sure I take care of mine, my family, before anybody else. And then plus, who's going to build all of this? Who is going to work for this? Who's going to actually create this empire? I need somebody in the field. I need somebody making the televisions. I need somebody in the manufacturing plants. I need somebody producing. So I'm going to hold back my knowledge and only share this knowledge to individuals that I trust. In order to continue the legacy. But everybody cannot know this because if everybody knows it, then there's not enough. That's the mindset. Is it wrong? Fuck yeah. It comes from a mind of scarcity, thinking there isn't enough. And we are limiting ourselves in believing that, that there's not enough. There's more than enough. In fact, there's a lot of hidden for that very same reason, for the incorrect people in authority that took advantage of it. And I say authority because we've, I myself have believed for them to be an authority, but that was only my perception, how I was conditioned to think. With that, that was just a, a transition in mindset. That's how I woke up this morning, you know, thinking as far as faith, what is it? I also watched part of a, a webinar, which I will complete. However, my telephone began to lose charge, which is all good. There's nothing wrong with that. It allowed me to think about what is it that I was learning so far and then continue on, which is something I learned from Robert Kiyosaki, too. He... As he's speaking to the crowd, uh, he pauses between the teachings and he, he, he basically requests for the individuals that attended the web or the seminar live or the, the class, the course live to communicate what is it that they learned. That is huge because it's so easy to just go ahead and go to a place and sit down and just listen and and take all this knowledge in. But when you actually sit, when you pause and you sit down and reflect on what is it that you're learning. And when you have a, a crowd or people around you that are obviously thinking the same because they're in the same place that you are. You begin to share ideas and socialize. Hence, socialism. Um, I'm not sure if socialism has a bad rep to it. But if it does... I wouldn't be surprised because in my eye, most things that are good usually have a bad name for it. For an example, I was a part of a multi-level marketing team and everybody would talk shit about them and say a ton of bad things. And even me, I began to, when I pulled away from them, I began to nitpick all of the negative things about it. But that's wrong because that was where my focus transitioned 
And in all reality, I still must ask myself, how much have I changed? How much have I developed? What did I learn throughout this process, irregardless of their motives? See, that's something I had to realize about myself. The motives that I recognized or I assumed were in somebody else were really my own motives. It's the law of reflection. And it's okay to put myself on blast because that's where I learn. And I've realized that I've dug deep and I've really, I've put myself in a position of pointing out all of my flaws or at least to this point, and I will continue to, but not magnifying them. And understanding that the law of reflection works really simple. If I notice crap about somebody, I better do some soul searching because that very same crap is in me. And if I talk shit about this person, then I'm literally starting to take a shit on myself. So that's strong foundation for me to just, you know, really dwell upon it and remember and keep in mind. However, keeping it real too and understanding that we're all human. You know, and that's why I'm perfectly fine with that because the individual that I noticed that about, clearly we have a, a common denominator or something. We have something in common. Well, the question is, are you going to get offensive by it? Are you going to get offended by it? Or are we going to choose to unite and learn from this mistake? Or this incorrect way of looking at it? So... With that, I will keep it very short. As I stated, I will go ahead and uh, further engage into thinking different because I realize that environment does have a lot to do with your thought process. And if you don't know how to use your mind or control it or you've never even tried it, or if you don't even know that you can, that's scary as fuck. Because if environment has a lot to do with your surroundings, obviously, not just the house that you're in, not just the, the street that you live on, but the community in, in general, the mass thought that's going around in the community if you don't understand these principles, then you could be swayed by opinions. You could be swayed by whatever comes your way. And what I'm learning is when you, when you get a chance to know yourself more, me, myself, as I get a chance to know myself more, as I get to know myself more, I'm less... prone to make decisions based on outer circumstances. I'm 25 years young for sure. I'm still developing and learning, but I'll tell you what. Um, I've asked, you know, I haven't even asked. A lot of individuals have told me, yo, at the age of 25, I was not doing what you're doing. I was either out in the club or, you know, chasing women, or, you know, 
just a lot of things that I could be doing right now. I know that I'm at the prime stage of my life. I know that I could right now go out to a club and and just bag whatever the fuck I want. But I tell you what, I'm thinking long term. And that's a strength that that's a different mindset that I I learned through being around a multi-level marketing team is you know where do you want to be five years from now? And ask yourself, what are you doing to get to that point? And me, myself, there's times that I'm like, damn, yo. Because we've been trained to, to have a microwave mentality. Something I learned from Zig Ziglar. A microwave mentality. Meaning, oh, I just worked. I want my check. Or, I just did this, so give me that. Basically, we're expecting an an immediate exchange for what is it that we do. And when we go back to the farmer analogy, when a farmer goes out and he, he puts his seeds out, he, he, he sows seeds, it's not overnight that these seeds are manifested, but they do come. And that whole transition, that analogy helps you to think, to eliminate the the microwave mentality, the expecting something as soon as you put two minutes in the microwave and the food's done. That McDonald's, that fast food mentality that I want my food now, I want everything right now, right now. So... For sure, I'm still developing, I'm still learning, I'm still growing. But I've also understood that what I do right now, not physically, although physical is a big part of it, but how my mindset is operating, what am I thinking? Because what am I thinking does have a lot to do with what I'm doing and what my goals are in the long term has a lot to do with it. And what I'm realizing is because the people that I have a lot of respect for don't see my mind, obviously. They want to see the physical result, as I myself did at some point. I mean, of course, we all want to see the physical manifestation of all of these great ideas. But when we are thinking as far as a microwave mentality... It's, it's, it's incorrect. How can you expect a huge harvest if you haven't put in enough seeds? And I'm talking to myself on this, you know, I'm talking to myself. How, how can I expect a huge harvest if I haven't planted enough seeds? And I will continue to plant seeds. These seeds of of different ideas, of different ways of thinking within myself because I am the fertile soil. See, before I was so focused on the outer material, trying to help others, that was a goal of mine. Oh, I want to help others. I want to help others. Well, it's so fucking hard to help others when you can't help yourself. Not only that, when I began to know more about myself, I realized, well, 
now that I, I got to this point, I realize it's not money that's helping me. It's really knowing who I am that's helping me. I still had a desire to help others. And then I initially thought about giving money. That's, I mean, because that's how you could help others, right? Well, no. Because if I make that my foundation, then the individuals that I help, in a sense, and I'm, I'm quoting with my fingers, because if that's the way of helping, then these individuals will grow up believing that money is the source. And it has nothing to do with them. So. <laughs> yeah. I can go for centuries, which is a good thing because that's how I learn. That's how I learn. I will go ahead and take a break so you get a chance to reflect. <laughs> And uh, close your, your eyes for three minutes and you'll see what you hear within yourself. <laughs> 